0: I'm here at ContraFlow 2019 in beautiful Kenner, Louisiana. We are joined here with Mr. Randolph of the USS New Orleans, part of the Federation. Mr. Randolph, how are you doing this evening? Oh, just fine. Awesome, awesome. You've got a lot of stuff you do. You do charity work. I know you do stuff with libraries. You can go a little bit about what you do with that.
1: Um, well, I do work at the New Orleans Public Library, and I do uh, uh, an annual event called Geek Fest there to kind of bring science fiction community together, but I also am a... Um, a, uh, vice President with the Federation, which is a International Star Trek fandom organization Based out of Huron, which is also a 501 C3 charity um, We do a lot of community service work As well as promoting the Trek fandom That's why you see a lot of the stuff on the table there We have a lot of events that we We promote, we work with our local community Leaders with, uh, like, if we want to get Members cert qualified or work on The ham radio, we work with our Our, our friends and partners In, in that, that relation Whereas And then at the same time, we will go to various conventions and then work with our fandom partners as well.
0: Very, very cool. And your particular uh, ship is part of the uh, Federation. You've got a lot of the Star Trek. So you've got all these new series coming out. Have you seen the Picard show? I'm pretty sure you have. What do you think about it?
1: I think uh, the Picard series is a great direction for the series. Uh, I think it's going to be a great nod to and a good segue from what we've seen 20s. Right from TNG from twenty or thirty years ago, to the more to a more modern mindset for Trek uh, philosophy these days.
0: What do you think about this new thing with data? Do you think it's B four, and you saw some kind of other androids in there as well? the one of the people, main characters, is a cybernetic uh, expert or something. Like that.
1: I think what we're looking here is that that's a dream sequence. Well, when you look at the uniforms, they're wearing their season three uniforms, so that's a I think a dream sequence. That's when you see. The, the true development between the Picard data relationship um, what I am seeing and, and the other aspects of it is that looking at the series of androids you know the ones that all have f8 on air that is the uh, the fulfillment of a of a prophecy that Picard had made back in Dave and the episode- called the measure of a man right where They're creating a race of of soon class androids out there. Now, I don't know how the Borg or the Romulans fix into this, but obviously we know that there's going to be little bits and pieces that are going to be drawn together. We'll probably figure it all out when we see the pilot.
0: What did you think? There's that first teaser that they dropped at San Diego Comic-Con where he's like playing cards with Data, or is that B4? What do you think about that?
1: It's probably Data, Uh, simply because Data was big on poker. And he routinely, you know, he and Riker would routinely share the poker night on the ship. So, and then Picard, we saw Be very, kind last, of sympathy, very right. last, yeah, he finally steps into the game where he is. Those people that he is stepping into are no longer just his crew, but they're his friends as well. Right.
0: You've got Star Trek: Discovery. What do you think about that? What are you looking forward to for season three? I know you dropped the trailer for that recently too.
1: Right. Um, Discovery is not, you know, Discovery. I think is one of the better best shows that come out. Um, Tom, well, you know when Discovery is going to be a long. Let me let me put it this way: it's a longer discussion with Discovery because when everyone saw it come out, they made comparisons um, to the Abrams verse. Um, they didn't realize that people who were working in the Abrams verse got jobs to working on the series, which is why it has a similar look and feel. Second, um, you know, and in many ways, they didn't think even first season redeemed itself. Um, my personal opinions on Discovery is that it was, again, something that we needed. We, there, a lot of us, love the idea of hankering on what Gene Roddenberry has created, uh, and we, and a lot of fans, especially the older fans, can certainly respect what Gene has put into it. But the thing is, is that in order for Trek to survive, in order for Trek to still be relevant. Kind of it has more modernized. You have to, you have to, you have to certainly modernize the, 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 uh, the concept. But at the same time, you have to be prepared to change what the, with the current mood of society is. You know, if we talk about an issue like, uh, let this be your last battlefield, which is talks about racism. In the most blatant way possible, it's 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 obvious, it's standing out there. And we look at something that, if you look at just the bridge of how Discovery is set up, it's the most inclusive bridge out there. We have a we have an active gay couple, we have someone like cyborg. we have a cybernet, we have someone who's been who's actually handicapped. So that's cyber those cybernetics are an extension. We have people who are, are women and people of you know minority origins. All sharing the bridge and half the demographic of the bridge is is very diverse and the fact that we still have a token alien in regards to saru saru is our outsider looking in you know they've captured all the various elements of what makes a good trek cast and the fact that they were able to take this cast and start treating it as, as what they did you know um tng learned how to be a family uh Deep Space Nine certainly learned how to be a family because they were they were the black sheep at the time. On the station, on the well, not only as a series as a series, they were the black sheep of all the Star Trek series. N- only until recently people are starting to realize what gem would DS- Deep Space Nine is. And Voyager it was also very much but they all went from the fact that this crew that you you're traveling with, even Enterprise, start maybe start off as people from diverse areas, some of them outsiders looking in, some of them People looking to be accepted, and the only place to be accepted is in this organization or on this ship. You see what I'm getting at. This is that you get that from Discovery. I mean, you are seeing it slightly differently because Burnham is not a captain. She starts off as a... Well, even worse. She starts off as a traitor. Okay, and she... Can you think of any better way for a character to redeem herself, such a redemption arc, to get to where she is now? She's obviously gifted and talented, and probably, in many ways, the fans will probably think that she makes a great captain. Okay, so does Saru. But they've also had these guest, cap- these guest actors doing, act- you know, um, you know uh, Isaacs did, um, did Lorca, who, who was our villain. But he was out, He was also an awesome captain. He can look heroic at times. And then you look at Anston Mount's version of Pike. What did you think about him exactly? I loved it. Because, he, uh, and this is the thing, when we when we watched the, the Discovery episodes, one of the things we did as an organization is we went and we all sat down and we watched The Cage, the first... With Jeffrey Hunter. With Jeffrey Hunter, the 1964 pilot. Okay, not the revamped Menagerie. And when you look at 1964, the one that Roddenberry had put together, the one... That has none of this editing that was done for the menagerie.
0: Without Shatner, it's the one with Jeffrey well, Hunter in the there's, room. There's no Shatner in it. You can
1: see the 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 genesis of what would be Star Trek philosophy and fandom because you have a woman who's the first officer. You have an alien science officer. You have Pike a a tired but but heroic captain. You know, you had a there was opportunity. To turn that cast into as much as a family, and the thing is that when you see what Discovery did with that, because now we're looking just just to, without ruining anything for anyone, the short treks that are coming out are all Pike oriented, but so far, and because of that, we're getting to see aspects of Pike's Enterprise that we have never seen before. And the thing is, is that you know this is something that should not be polarizing to the fandom, because this is going, this is, this is Kurtzman's. And his team's love story to the original series it is it's a love letter it's it's there's no it's, there's no other way to describe it they don't want to offend the fans but they also have to they're also in the business if you understand we're in the they're still in the business of the bottom line of of getting you know
0: meeting viewers and stuff like that for CBSL access. access yeah, their metric you know they're
1: gonna have to make money they're gonna have to do this and this is why in order to do that they have you know these guys have to research their their audience their audience are not fan, is not fans
0: fans are part of it huh fans are part of the audience
1: that's correct
0: so for people that want to find out about your what you do and all your organization is there any other links also for the library as well where do they go on the internet facebook twitter and all that or
1: okay well for the norland public library we do have a presence. Um, our web presence is uh, NewOrleansPublicLibrary.org. dot uh, org. We do have a Facebook presence. As a matter of fact, many the New Orleans Public Library's fifteen branches all have a Facebook presence. Um, there's a Twitter presence and everything. So you just have to type in New Orleans Public Library and something will pop up which can work for you. Um, for the USS New Orleans, we're on Facebook as Starship New Orleans. Um,
0: we about well, for the Federation or the, the actual club?
1: The club that we, we represent is called the Federation. It's short for International Federation of Trekkers. Uh, it's been around since the 80s. Um, it's founded by a guy named uh, uh, Russ Hasselage out of Huron, uh, Ohio. Actually, Russ used to be good friends with Gene Roddenberry. So Gene Roddenberry has had a say in the formation of this club and the direction that this club is going to go into. So that's why we're stronger in the community service. Um, we have many actors from the Trek franchise and the Roddenberry family that basically will co- have endorsed us. So while we're not an official licensed Star Trek club, we' we've, we've, you know as, I, as, I, as, as far as we've been concerned, we have the you know the, the seal of approval from the Roddenberry family. Just for, it's totally cool. That is that is about as cool as you can get, you know. Without you know, it'd be cool. If CBS and, and Paramount put a, put their seal of approval on us, but you know, having the Roddenberry family behind us, that's really great for us as well.
0: Very very, Commissioner cool. Randolph it was a pleasure talking to you, sir. Thank you. It's Owen from Contraflow, two thousand nineteen, in beautiful Kenner, Louisiana. Make it so.